0: Welcome back to Movie Trailer Review. This is Ro, and I am popping in right quick to give you a review of The Witches, which started streaming on HBO Max yesterday, October 22nd. I got a sneak preview of this, and I watched it a couple times, and, well, I'm not exactly sure... How I felt about it after the first time so I watched it again this morning and now I have some thoughts. Just in case you don't know The Witches is a remake of the 1990s adaptation of Roland Dahl's original story which is 40 years old called The Witches. It's a story of a young boy who's orphaned and has to go to live with his grandmama and he encounters a witch and they find themselves on the run and hiding in a hotel only to have fallen directly into the middle of a convention of witches otherwise known as a coven y'all it's a coven he falls in the middle of a coven where the Grand High Witch is coming up with a plan to where she wants to get rid of all the kids in the world because it's not enough for her not to have to have nobody's baby she would like the world to be child-free because children smell nasty to witches now I am a big fan of the 1990 Angelica Houston-led cult classic, The Witches. I watch it every Halloween. It is a staple in my marathon of movies. It happens right behind Hocus Pocus and right before I do a Nightmare on Elm Street rewatch because, well, who needs to sleep, you know, comfortably and happy in their lives? Plus, um, I don't really like rodents, so I'm not going to lie. Angelica Houston was kind of an anti-hero once I got to be an adult, but that movie scared the shit out of me. So how does this movie directed by Richard Zemeckis and based on a script with Kenya Barris and Guillermo del Toro coming together stack up? Well, I would say that some of the elements in this story have a little bit more life to them and they move a little better. Uh, The young boy in this story finally has a name, Charlie which of course is a hat tip to Charlie from Charlie and the Chocolate Pack Factory, also written by Roland Dahl. And his grandmother, played by Octavia Spencer. They're not Norwegian. The story is not set in Britain. These are all good things for a more U.S.-based audience because it gives us a different touch tone, a touch point. It gives us a different entry point for the story in 1967. She is from Alabama. And I really feel like the way that this story is designed in this movie is more kind of uh, a way of showing this little boy realistically dealing with the grief of losing both of his parents in an accident. I do think, however, we don't get enough time with them as a family as he's moving through that grief before they jump more into what's the main story of Witches Among Us. And because of that, I feel like the relationship that's developed between Zazir Bruno who's a fantastic uh young actor and octavia spencer is a little lacking some emotional resonance and depth their performances are great this young man does a really good job the chris the voiceover is by chris rock i almost wish they had n- not used a different actor as the voiceover than they did for the young boy playing him in the movie but i understand why by the end Um, The story is told a little posthumously. We do have a disembodied narrator, which is the Chris Rock voice, which we find out later is the older Charlie. And he loses his parents in the movie differently than he does in the book and slightly differently than he does in the original. I think it does a better job of showing him as a realistic child would be versus in the first movie that kind of seemed like he bounced back really quickly because grandma was there and he loved grandma. Without some of the elements of the original story where you understand that he has a pre-existing relationship with his grandma and they were closer to each other than he was even with his parents, I think this way of showing her bringing a young child out of grief and helping him come back to himself works a little better. I also think some of the elements they built in about the relationship and the finiteness of life and, you know, the vagaries of fate. His parents got killed in an accident. It becomes quickly apparent that his grandma is old and possibly not feeling too good. Those work really well. I do think the way that they integrate her knowledge of the witches is a little cliche, but it's Kenyaburr's writing. So that's to be expected. The elements that I think really work in this story are almost you can smell them as Guillermo del Toro plot points. Uh, the, the, The way the witches are designed, how they integrate into society, how they approach children, the way that they continue to use the whole don't take candy from strangers as the fable and the ultimate lesson you should learn from this story still really works. If you know anything about Ronald Dahl, Roland went to private schools where the teachers believed in corporal punishment. He was traumatized. He never really got over it. So almost all of his stories have this element of an adult villain doing harmful, scary, frightening, terrible, venomous things to children. In The Witches, the Grand High Witch is that bitch. And she is played in this version by an utterly deliciously campy, over-the-top Anne Hathaway. The more Anne Hathaway takes on roles that lean into her more comic sensibilities and her sense of the disdain, the more I love Anne Hathaway. I don't think that she's able to completely put this version of the movie over the top. And I think that's because they made some changes to the character and how she was portrayed to give better moments of connection between Uh, Grandma and the young boy. Like, there's a moment in here which I think, if you're watching this at night and you're a small child, where she's describing the ways to identify witches among people could be a little scary. I don't think it necessarily has some of the original kick to it that the Angelica Houston version comes, but that's not really fair because that's Angelica Houston and she's brilliant and she can do more with her eyebrow than most people can do with their entire body. However, I do think that Anne Hathaway is a really good inheritor of the role. I think that she's scary. I think they played into the right aspects of of ridiculous for her. I think the way that she blends in the insidious aspects with the ridiculous really works to kind of make the story push. But I think they went too fast. Um, You jump almost immediately into the drama. You miss some elements and moments to kind of pull in characters like Stanley, Stanley Tucci's character. This is clearly set in the 60s in Alabama. The world is clearly segregated. I don't think they overplayed it. I think they set up a real nice tone and look that was surreal and macabre and kind of worked. And you get this high tony feel from Octavia Spencer taking her son to a hotel that's run by white people. And they're like, what are you doing here? I think it all really works very well well. But I think they tried too hard to lean away from the assumed motivations of Dahl in some of his original work. And as a result of that, they lost some of the magical edge. They lost some of the the lore that stuck and really made it work in the 1990s campy version. So the camp is there, the camp is glorious, and Hathaway is amazing, but I don't think the movie completely gels all the way together. I was entertained, but I felt like it went too fast. It doesn't have that thing that makes me still watch the Angelica Houston 1990s version every Halloween. It's missing It's missing something in the adventure. I think because they were trying to edge towards family friendly they cut certain scenes short. In the 1990s version, there's a point where the young boy as a mouse has to go into the kitchen and there's this whole scene and sequence with the chef and it's really slapsticky. And it ends on a note of complete terror because he gets his tail chopped off. That scene is missing in this update. There were other places where they changed things in the original story again which makes sense because it's 1967 so it's a year before the assassination of Martin Luther King there's just certain things you are not gonna have black people doing in a movie but I do think it makes sense that the main characters are black I think it is a very smooth transition and way to make this story work I think it's a way to root it in a time period without it feeling like it's built on trauma porn there is none in this movie I think there are nice tones and notes of the more microaggressive ways in which racism existed particularly in Ho Hotels, and I think Stanley Tucci does a good job but I also feel like he's highly underutilized particularly given that we know he can really be funny if given half a chance so the score really works every once in a while some of the more like poppy songs they put in you've got this theme with I'll be there by the four tops in the movie I think it's a good song I don't know whether or not the scenes in which you see it hits because it feels like they're rushing and because that's one of the parts of the story that's really building up the family and how this and how these two people connect and how they come together rushing through that makes you lose something in the end when you realize grandma is a natural healer she knows all about magic and all sorts of things And she's not able to undo the spell that's done by the witches, which is also another change. In the book and in the original movie, we see the recipe. We figure out exactly how they get this potion that turns children into mice. In the movie, you only get that moment where there is the first meeting of the coven and Anne Hathaway's character is telling everyone about the potion and what's supposed to come next. I don't know whether or not you lose anything, but I think taking out those beats speeds up the story a little too fast. Now, I don't want to spoil and if uh, it's kind of hard not to when it's a remake, but between the push through his morning to get the story going forward you lose a little bit of element of the connection and closeness but you make up for some of that with some of the irreverentness of the side characters who are in the story so bruno jenkins is still in this movie and that little fat boy is still just trying to eat now different from the first movie charlie the young boy hero does meet bruno before they become mice and I think it's a nice moment where it's just a bit of a silent commentary the children don't really care about what color people are. children care about whatever it is that they're being selfish about and I think it plays really well I think they downplay some of the problems between this particular child and his family he's still British he's still kind of dumb and the other element that's missing from the story is some background connection to the other mouse that you see in the trailer and then you find out her story and it sort of makes sense and you kind of get this whole dynamic between them that's more of a dynamic trio and then quad instead of the dynamic duo from the original. Now I don't know whether or not they just didn't really know how they wanted to bling these things together once they have changed grandma's background a little to make her a country type healer, but it, it throws things off because they're there, but they're kind of just there. And that's not necessarily the best thing for a story that's supposed to be entertaining for all ages. It makes it more of a plot hole that kids overlook than adults do. And it pulls you out of the story for just a minute. But the overall plan is the same. Uh, How it falls out in the movie works out a little different. I think some of the elements here in the moments between Octavia Spencer and Anne Hathaway work a little better. I would have would have liked to actually see more. So uh, overall, I was really entertained. I absolutely enjoyed Anne Hathaway. I thought some of the effects they made to kind of lean more into a whole Illuminati element of the coven. Uh, I thought the cover they gave them was better than just a whole bunch of old biddies up in a hotel kiki and fides, um, making it a convention that was rooted around, you know, working against the cruelty of children, which, you know, deep irony. But I think by the time you get to the end, One of the most iconic and fun moments in the original movie is changed for the remake. And I don't know if I like it because, again, it removes the purposeful use of the hotel manager. It takes away some of the weird macabreness that always existed from a Roland Dahl story, and it replaces it with something that feels just a little plot device But, you know, you've gotten those elements again. In the book, the Grand High Witch's room number is 454. In the movie, it's 666. They gave significance to the room number that Grandma and and Charlie are staying in and having it be like it had some portent. So if you're going to do all these elements, and you're gonna make overt references to magic and to a lore then it works better if they all come together in the movie and they don't but I was really entertained it's a little faster but I I mean it's still dark it's still macabre it's still got some moments where I was just like really really this is why you don't talk to strangers I enjoyed the cast of the witches I still like that they got their their fitting end I just feel like there's a little bit of whatever was in the original something that that thing that made everybody just kind of eventually have strong opinions about the witches one way or the other is not in Zemeckis remake. And I don't know exactly what's missing. Maybe it's because he couldn't sustain the camp next to the adventure smoothly enough but it's a, it's a full circle story. It wraps around. Um, You get your semi-happy ending, but I liked the message that they had for family and perseverance. I liked the message they had about mourning and grief and acceptance, and I think the way that they still played the relationship between um, this young boy who ends up orphaned and having to live with his grandmother, I think they played it beautifully, and obviously, you know, it's a kid's movie. Uh, If you don't have anything else to do, I think it is a good one that you can let your kids watch without having them all decide that they want to sleep in your bed late at night. But you're not going to be taking the original witches off your watch list. But you might add this to your marathon. So thank you for listening to Movie Trailers Review. Here's a quick review from me on The Witches, which is now streaming on HBO Max. And I'll catch you when I catch you. Peace.